the leader of the Branch Davidians? David Koresh is, um, he's unusual for an Adventist-oriented charismatic leader because he doesn't claim to be a prophet. He claims to be an interpreter, but he is a particularly charismatic interpreter. He's the sort of person who's who would lead these Bible sessions for hours and hours, and people would sit and listen and feel like suddenly the text made sense to them. Mm. What members said, an ex-member said, was that Koresh could unveil the truth of God to them in a way no one else had. Mm -hmm. Nearly every member who joined already had a pretty intense Christian background, and the Bible was important to them, but they by and large felt as if the Bible didn't make as much sense as it should. And in some ways, this is very typical for many Christians. Bible study is very common. Yes. Uh, in, in most parts of the country, go to any church on, on a Wednesday evening and you'll find a Bible study uh, or, or Sunday afternoon. Koresh opened up the text to them in a way which made it make sense. Interesting. His interpretation... Uh, it leads him to believe that he himself is um, uh, is a figure foretold in prophecy, and he has a particular uh, role to serve. So he is he's sort of a he's a prophet in that sense, but he's not a prophet in the sense of actually talking to God. Um, he's born Vernon Howell. Uh, he changes his name to David Koresh, and that's deeply important uh, for his story and for the group. He he takes the name David as a reference to King David, right? And he takes the word Koresh as a reference to uh, King Cyrus who is of Persia, and he is the first person referred to in the Hebrew Bible as a, as a Messiah or an anointed one. One of the things that comes out in the reporting on this at the time itself was his uh, sexually predatory practices uh, that he felt he was entitled to access to all of yeah, the women yeah among his followers. And and again, in theological terms, I just don't understand uh, why that is part of the theology. So there's two ways of looking at this. One is to look at it and say, well, the guy was a charlatan, and he was saying whatever he wanted to say so that he could sleep with whoever he wanted to sleep with. And maybe that's true. For Koresh, he would, he would say that this actually it wasn't a desire he had that from Koresh's perspective and from the perspective of members of the group, marriage is, is a distraction. Sex is a distraction from the spiritual life. He took it upon himself so none of the other members of the group would have to do that. Okay, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. The other part is that he felt that he was destined to have these special children who would be part of the end-of-the-world timetable. That that was that was one of his one of his roles. His role was to father children who would be part of sort of the Christ's vanguard. Here's a, another tough question for you: Why were the Branch Davidians stockpiling weapons? Uh, did that fit in any way with their theology, or was that simply part of a response to the sense that they were beleaguered and harassed by an oppressive state? Yes and yes. Uh, so the, uh, uh, the the weapon angle is fascinating. Uh, they actually ran for one of their businesses. They sold guns at gun shows. They would buy weapons. Uh, they would, uh, in some cases, convert them into other sorts of weapons. They would convert them from semi-automatic to fully automatic. Uh, but they were in Texas in the 90s. And they, I mean, it, firearms were, were part of culture. And they, they were running a ranch.